Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome back sleep expert, Devin Burke. REM sleep, like if you were plugging your brain, like you plug your phone in every night into a charger to get recharged, that's pretty much what REM sleep is doing. And that's what allows us to make good decisions. And again, without the, the mental capacity, without you know having that prefrontal cortex be energized and, and refreshed and you know having things firing, we're not gonna make the right decisions. We're gonna go for the bad food, even though we know, you know what food to eat Sometimes we're, we're going to make the wrong decision because we just don't have the mental bandwidth. And so we could go on and on about why decisions dictate every direction of your life. But this is one of the most important reasons why people need to prioritize sleep is so that they can make better decisions. So they have the mental capacity to make better decisions because decisions literally dictate your entire life. Everything you do starts with a decision. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I am super pumped up to bring on my great friend, America's sleep expert, Devin Burke. He's going to explain why prioritizing your sleep will help you win the day, help you with keto, help you with fasting, and just help you excel with your health. He's going to explain what happens to your body mentally, emotionally during sleep, how it repairs itself. And then we talk about the physiological aspects of sleep and how sleep allows your body to burn fat, allows your cells to repair allows you to wake up the next day and make better decisions. We get into the discussion between the different stages of sleep, REM sleep, rapid eye movement versus deep sleep. What are the ranges we want to hit in terms of the quantity? And also, what are some strategies to get more REM, more deep? What role does sleep play with mental health? How important is that nowadays? We speak about why you're probably not getting quality sleep and it has to do with cortisol. And we talk about how your levels of cortisol should naturally be in this circadian rhythm diurnal curve and what to look for, why it's important not to eat before bed. If you are in the habit of eating before bed, wait until you listen to that conversation when we talk about that. Caffeine, coffee, how it could be super beneficial, but you gotta know how it affects you and the half-life of coffee is going to shock you, so you might need to implement a caffeine curfew. He gives some really practical sleep tips on creating a bed buffer between day and night, 
how to optimize your sleep environment so you get more glymphatic drainage. You get more fat burning and you just feel like a rock star when you wake up first thing in the morning. So you're going to love Devin Burke. He's been on the Keto Camp podcast before. Back in episode 15, which was several episodes ago, where we talked about CBD, mastering stress, his story, and other benefits of sleep, that could be found, if you want to listen to that episode, that could be found in the notes of this podcast. Before I bring him on, I do want to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Cav Woman. Thanks, Ben. I love all of Ben's podcasts. They are so informative and very easy to understand. He is always providing information before I even really know I need it. I have been a very successful on the keto diet. Thank you to Ben Azadi. Oh, Cav Woman, I am so grateful. I have helped you become successful on the ketogenic lifestyle. We'll call it that. I'm proud of you. Way to keep listening. Way to keep applying this information. And thank you so much for taking the time to leave that rating and review as that makes a big difference to help the show grow and reach more lives. So thank you so very much. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so right now. It helps the show grow, helps the show reach more people. Let's talk about sleep with Devin Burke. Devin Burke helps high achievers and exhausted insomniacs get and stay asleep so they can wake up with more peace, power, and presence. He is a best-selling author. He wrote the recent book, Sleep Advantage, which we'll put a link for in the podcast notes. He's a speaker, a world-renowned sleep coach, and founder of Sleep Science Academy, which helps people stop suffering and start sleeping using a unique, holistic approach based in science. Devin was named one of the top 25 health coaches in America and has studied innovative holistic coaching methods from some of the world's top health and human performance experts for over a decade. Here's Devin Burke. Devin Burke, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast for the second time. Grateful to have you here, brother. Grateful to be here. Thanks for the invitation back. I'm excited to talk sleep. Yeah, I am too. You are the man to speak about sleep, uh, the go-to expert in the world. And you have a new book that recently came out called The Sleep Advantage, Optimize Your Night to Win Your Day. How true is that? And we're going to dive deep into your book. Uh, and you were already on the show. We actually recorded that first interview in person here at uh, Keto Camp HQ. Now we're remote, although we're both in South Florida. Uh, and, you know, sleep is that important topic that not a lot of people, as you know, realize how important and essential it is, especially for somebody who wants to lose weight and wants to stay in ketosis and wants to practice intermittent fasting. It is the foundation. So, Devin, I'd love for you to start the conversation by sharing some of the statistics out there when it comes to sleep and why it's so important to prioritize your sleep so you could win that day. Yeah. So first and foremost, I want to start off by saying I used to take sleep for granted and I used to be oblivious. I used to be asleep to how important and powerful sleep actually is for our health. And so those of you that are listening to this that don't understand or know how important sleep is to your health, hopefully what I'm about to share with you will open your eyes because it truly does impact every single part of our life. Um, and specifically our health. Like I believe, I'm a little bit biased, but sleep's the foundation that extraordinary health is built on. 
And it's for a number of reasons, because it's during sleep when our bodies and minds repair. It's during sleep when you know hormones are released. It's during sleep when we burn fat. It's during sleep when our, when our brains repair to allow us to make good decisions the next day. And I'm a big believer there's, there's the physical part of what takes place during the night and why that's important. And then there's also the mental part. So we can start with the physical and then talk about the mental. Obviously, they're, in a, they're intertwined. But I actually, I like to start with the mental and then go to the physical. The reason why is because one of the biggest things that people don't understand is when you're sleep deprived, your ability to make good decisions is, goes out the window. And so you can have all the knowledge, you can know what sleep does, why it's important, how to get better sleep. But if you're not, if you don't have the energy to make good decisions and take action on what you know, nothing's gonna change. And so why is sleep important to the brain? You know, why is it important for decision-making? You know, what happens during the night? And we don't have to get into the, unless you want to, the, you know, the sleep cycles and the science around that and REM sleep and deep sleep. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for sure. Yeah. So just a quick, like, like easy, simplistic way of understanding sleep science 101. And this is in the book as well. So every night we go through several different stages or cycles of sleep. About every 90 minutes we're going through um, a full cycle of sleep. And within those cycles, there's different stages. There's light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep. We'll just break it down super simple for people. Deep sleep, delta sleep, you can think of that's the, the physical repair of the body, which we're going to talk about. REM sleep, that's really where the mental repair is happening. That's where dreams take place. That's where we're working out the emotional traumas of the day. You can think of that as like emotional first aid. That's when the, you know, the glymphatic system is flushing out toxins in our brain. That's when we're coming up with new creative ideas. This is, you know, the part, if you think of REM sleep, like if you were plugging your brain, like you plug your phone in every night into a charger to get recharged, that's pretty much what REM sleep is doing. And that's what allows us to make good decisions. And again, without the, the mental capacity, without, you know, having that prefrontal cortex be energized and, and refreshed and, you know, having things firing, we're not going to make the right decisions. We're going to go for the bad for food, even though we know, you know, what food to eat. Sometimes we're, we're going to make the, the wrong decision because we just don't have the mental bandwidth. And so we can go on and on about why decisions dictate every direction of your life. But this is one of the most important reasons why people need to prioritize sleep is so that they can make better decisions. So they have the mental capacity to make better decisions because decisions literally dictate your entire life. Everything you do starts with a decision. Mm. So somebody who's like, I'm going to start keto tomorrow, not prioritizing their sleep, they'll wake up and this willpower reserve, if you will, becomes depleted. So even though they have the best intentions to start keto and eat clean, their brain is not allowing them to, and they are making bad decisions. So you would start right there to get that mental toughness. You, you called it mental first aid. I love that. So you would start right there. And that is okay. That's the mental component. Anything else with the mental component? Yeah. I mean, so as, as far as emotional, we're talking about emotional health. So sleep is linked to a whole slew of studies in mental health. Like if you, for those of you that are listening that have ever had insomnia or be, have been chronically sleep deprived, you know how mentally terrible you feel. A lot, there's a, so much clear evidence that points to depression and insomnia. When you're not sleeping, it leads to depression. 
And when we're not in taking care of our mental, emotional health, again, that again leads us back into making poor decisions that, that leads us to be more irritable. And then we lash out in anger, frustration, you know, road rage. It's, it's actually dangerous, you know, because your reaction time gets decreased. So driving, so there's, there's a ton of research that shows uh, daylight savings time, you know, after they take away the hour, there's the most heart attacks and there's all, also the most car crashes because people's reaction times, mentally, the reaction time physically and mentally goes out the window. People are pretty much driving around like they're drunk and they're just sleep deprived. So emotional health is so critical to focus on. And, and that's really when you have proper sleep and you're protecting it, you're able to have the emotional bandwidth to deal with the traumas and the stresses of the world that we live in. And we live in a really traumatic, stressful world, especially right now. So having the emotional capacity, not just the mental capacity, but also the emotional capacity to deal with just everyday life, relationships, work, kids, what's going on globally in the world, in, in, in our countries, you know, that also needs to be healed throughout the night. And it is, you know, it's that emotional bandwidth gets increased through dreams. You're, you're working out the emotional traumas of the day. You're, you know, it's, it's kind of like, if you think of it like a battery, again, you're plugging in to the wall to increase that emotional bandwidth beyond just the mental capacity of making good decisions, that emotional bandwidth also increases when you get good quality REM sleep. Again, it's making good decisions, being able to show up in a way that's where you're stable, you're, you're mentally and emotionally stable, you're not on edge. It just makes life so much better. It makes life so much easier to navigate through when you're not in this deprived mental and emotional state because you're sleep deprived. Nothing impacts me more than sleep deprivation. I could eat like crap and not exercise, but if I get a poor night of sleep, I'm not functioning well, to your point. Emotionally, mentally, I just feel off my game. How does somebody know if they're getting REM sleep without tracking? If somebody doesn't remember their dreams, does that mean they're not getting REM sleep? Or is that no. not? Okay. Yeah, so if you're not tracking your sleep, it's, it's kind of hard to know unless you remember your dreams. So you can actually be getting a lot of REM sleep and not remember your dreams. That doesn't mean that you're not, you're not getting REM sleep just because you don't remember your dreams. But dreaming REM sleep or rapid eye movement, that's when actually our brains are more active during REM sleep than during the day in many cases. And so, you know, dreaming is super important. It's, you know, it happens in the fourth quarter of the night. So most of your REM sleep happens as soon as you, you know, as you're transitioning into wakefulness. And there's a lot of different levers you can pull to increase REM sleep. Some work really well for some people, some not so well for other people. It's kind of just like anything else. You have to kind of experiment with, with how to increase different stages of sleep or sleep quality. But tracking sleep, I think, is really important. I think you, you can't manage what you don't measure. You can't master what you don't manage. And so I'm a big believer in tracking just because if you don't remember your dreams and you're trying to optimize the quality of your sleep, you know, how do you really know which levers are actually making a difference in that specific stage of sleep? And I know you're a fan of the Aura Ring. You have one on. I'm a big fan of it too. What Are there any other sleep trackers that you would recommend besides the Aura Ring? You know, I actually, so I was down in Miami a couple months ago and I slept on this bed called a Brighty bed. 
And I wanted to see how accurate their sleep tech was. This bed is, it's a very expensive bed. It's in high-end resorts. And I was so surprised how it almost matched my Aura Ring data to the T. And for not having an actual wearable device, actually this bed tracks your biometrics as you're laying in it. I was very impressed with, yeah. And that given it was just, it was just one night, but I think the technology as far as sleep tracking is definitely getting better and better. There's more and more companies that are investing in sleep tech and sleep tracking because they realize what a massive market there is for this. And and there's a demand or ring just got a massive infusion of cash, like a hundred million. So that tells you something that people are interested in sleep. They're, they're interested in measuring and tracking their sleep. And, but as far as devices that I've experimented with or tried on recently outside of the bed, I'm pretty much a aura ring gold standard at this point. I haven't experimented with any other trackers as of late. Okay. I, I love the aura ring too. Uh, I've heard some good things about the whoop band, but I haven't experimented with it. So I can't, I can't say how much REM sleep should we be aiming to get? Does it depend on how old you are, but what's the general recommendation of REM sleep each night? Yeah, so this does really depend. And there's so many factors that go into, well, how much REM, how much deep, you know, 20 to 25% of your total sleep time should be deep sleep and about the same for REM. So depending on how many hours of hours you get, you can you can do the math to figure out the percentage. But it's gonna really what I found is that sleep is something that's so dynamic. And so depending on your lifestyle, depending on your genetics, depending on your diet, depending on your age, depending on where you live, depending on so many different factors dictates, well, what is the optimal amount for you? It's kind of like as unique as your your thumbprint. I think that people get stuck on, oh my God, I'm not in this certain percentage. And, and then they start to get you know worried about that or feel like it's, it's not good enough even though they wake up and they feel good, they feel mentally refreshed, they feel physically refreshed, but maybe the, the data doesn't say that they're, they're in KPI for what's considered normal. So I really like to say, if you, if you wake up and you feel refreshed and mentally and physically, that's a good sign that you're getting enough REM sleep. How long should it take between waking up and having that feeling? What's, what's a good time frame from waking up and feeling energized and ready to go crush the day? Yeah, I, I mean, again, and this is, it depends. So it's, everybody is a little bit different and depending on what stage of sleep you wake up into. So like if, for instance, and how you're waking up. So if you're using an alarm and is pulling you out of sleep when you're in a deep sleep phase, you're going to, I don't care who you are. You're going to wake up groggy. You're going to wake up tired. You're going to wake up like you got hit by a truck. If you are transitioning out of sleep, you're not using an alarm clock. You're allowing your body to do what it's designed to do. Your environment's optimized. You're doing all the right things. You know, it, the body should start to wake up within at, at the lo- longest an hour, but really within 30 minutes, you should start to feel your systems sort of waking up, you, the clarity coming. It shouldn't be like this grogginess where you have to take rely on coffee or or do really anything other than just hydrate in the morning to really start to feel awake and alert. If you're not, then I would say there's something to look at as far as sleep quality. How do you wake up personally? Do you use an alarm clock or like a sun simulation lamp? What do you do? No, I, I wake up naturally. naturally. Yeah, I try, yeah, so no alarm clock. My body pretty much wakes up the same time every day without an alarm clock. And 
I believe in trying to live as, as natural as possible. And if you think about it, alarm clocks are definitely a new invention. So I try to just allow my body to wake up unless of course there's like a, f- a flight or something that I have to catch. Uh, but with the exception of that, my body's just waking up and my clock is so synced that it wakes up pretty much within five to 10 minutes of the same time every single morning. That's great. Yeah, me too. Uh, I use that sun simulation lamp that just lights up the room because I have the blackout curtains, but I wake up naturally. And I'm personally, I wake up and like 10 minutes after I'm awake, I'm, I'm ready to go. No coffee or anything like that. I feel really good. So that's a good sign for those listening. If you're within 30 minutes or so, an hour after you wake up without any stimulation, you feel uh, caffeine stimulation, you feel like you're ready to go. You're probably doing a good job with your sleep environment. So you, you touched upon, Devin, you touched upon the mental, emotional component of the lack of sleep. What about the physical, physiological component? Yeah. I mean, so here's when we're talking about like hormones, we're talking about, you know, repairing, you know, the physical body, the cells. This is where when we talk about physical restoration, delta deep sleep, that's when all that, that magic's happening. When growth hormones being released, with so many amazing things happen hormonally throughout the night. It's, it, there was a really interesting study that showed when you're sleep deprived, the impact that actually has on testicle size. That was in Matt Walker's book. For those of you that have read that, Why We Sleep, it's an amazing book that really talks around the science around you know, how important physically sleep is as, as well as mentally. But as far as from a, from a hormone standpoint, you know, Delta Deep Sleep, which happens in the first quarter of the night, between the hours of you know 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is when you're getting the most deep sleep, delta sleep. And that's really like the analogy is if like little trash men came up and they were, were cleaning out your body, that's when you know cytokines, the, you know, the T cells are activating, boosting the immune system. There's an interesting study I shared in my book about adhesion molecules called integins. So integins are essentially like, you can think of them as like, uh, like glue that are on your T cells. And so the T cells, which kill cancer cells, they're, they're floating around in our bodies all the time, but mostly active during you know, sleep. That's when our body's repairing itself. These integins, they're like glue on the outside of the T cells that stick to the cells that need to be destroyed, the abnormal cells. So that's happening, which is incredible because as you know, this, the cancer statistics are insane with what's going on. So as far as from a from a protection and longevity standpoint, you know, getting quality, a delta deep sleep, not only boosts your immune system, but it also protects you from all the major diseases, specifically cancer, heart disease, diabetes, because obviously when you're not getting sleep, that throws off your insulin, which we can talk about, which then leads to food cravings, which then leads to, you know, food addiction. So all these things can be cascade out from a poor night's sleep, but there's so much that happens. Uh, physically, but you, I always just say, like, keep it simple, Delta sleep, physical restoration, hormone optimization, immune system being activated. And physically that's when your, your muscles are repairing body fat. You're, you're, you're burning off, you know, a lot of uh, unnecessary calories. It's, it's an incredible stage of sleep. Uh, the more, the more deep sleep you can get, the better. Yeah. Yeah. The ma- the human body is amazing. The way you describe it, it's just incredible. We have this innate intelligence that goes to work for us. As long as we do our part and getting quality sleep is the, the f- foundation. Uh, you call it the, uh, Devin, you call it the Swiss army knife of health, um, sleep. Uh, I completely agree with you. So let's talk about 
somebody who's not getting quality sleep, what does that do to their cortisol, glucose, and insulin levels? Yeah. So cortisol naturally should be highest in the morning, right? So a lot of what, what we're finding is that you know, sleep science is finding when you're not getting enough quality sleep, that cortisol level is going to stay high. So naturally, cortisol should ebb and flow throughout the day. And it should be very high in the morning. That's what kind of brings you out of sleep. Cortisol is not a bad hormone. But when you are not getting enough sleep and your body's not repairing, your mind's not repairing, that cortisol level is, is, stays high. And then you're storing fat. And again, you're making bad decisions. So ghrelin and leptin, we can talk about those two hormones as well. You're, you know, they get thrown off. Your hunger hormones, so you're, you're hungrier. And you also, you're, so you're hungrier, you're eating more, and your body doesn't know when to stop eating. So that's a huge factor in when we talk about weight loss and, and sleep. But then you're storing the fat because your cortisol level is high, and high cortisol means more stress on your adrenal glands, which then means you're, you're going to experience more sympathetic nervous system response, which then means poor sleep the next night. And then this is kind of how this vicious cycle continues is people, their bodies get addicted to stress or they get that stress switch gets stuck on and then the body doesn't know how to shut off. And so the hormones dysregulate, you know, your, your blood sugar starts to go all over the place because the insulin starts to get dysregulated and then you're craving sugar and fat like crazy because insulin's all over and then you're storing the fat, the sugar that you're eating. So it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. The body really, it's amazing what happens when you don't allow the body to do what it's designed to do. And when that happens, the ketones will drop. It'll, it'll kick you out of ketosis because when glucose goes up, ketones go down. Uh, so for those listening and you're struggling to get into ketosis or you keep getting out of ketosis, you got to go revisit your sleep. Make sure you got that foundation built strong and then go from there. In, in your book, which is an amazing book. Everybody go purchase the book. It's available on, on Amazon, on paperback, and on Audible. I have both Audible and paperback. I personally listened to it because I love Devin's voice. He read the book. He did a great job <laughs> reading it. It was a really great read. I kept listening to it every single morning as I was making coffee. In the book, you talk about caffeine, adenosine, and also sleep debt. Could you talk about those, those different things going on there? Yeah, so one of the systems that controls sleep, well, there's two systems. There's there's adenosine or sleep pressure, and then there's circadian rhythm. So those are the two systems that control sleep. So adenosine builds up in our body. You can think of that as the body's hunger or desire for sleep. And caffeine, what caffeine does is it blocks adenosine receptors. So it's kind of like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. It's it's not real energy. And so the more you you do that, essentially you're not allowing your body to to rest. And then you're not sleeping, your caffeine gets in the way of quality sleep, and then you're not able to flush the adenosine out. So you carry that into the next day, and then that's called sleep debt. So now you're, you're carrying leftover adenosine that hasn't been flushed out into the next day. And that dysregulates your circadian clock because these two systems kind of interplay with each other. But adenosine, essentially, you can, you can think of that naturally builds up in your body. It creates a, a pressure or a desire or a hunger for sleep. And caffeine is what blunts that, what blunts that process. That's why in any sleep hygiene advice, you'll hear people say, 
you know, don't have caffeine too late, make sure that, you know, it's before a certain time. This is why, because of this mechanism that's happening in the potty. Is the issue, maybe it's two issues here, is the issue too much caffeine in general or, and or is the issue having caffeine much later in the day? What's the, what's the real problem there? It's, I think it's both. There's nothing wrong with caffeine I don't, if you metabolize it well. A lot of people don't re- understand that caffeine is first and foremost a drug and different people metabolize caffeine at different rates and different ways. And so if you don't know how your body metabolizes caffeine, it's going to have a more or less impact on your ability to flush it out. How do you test? You, genetic tests. You can get, um, I think 23andMe actually has this marker. But you can get a test. But I, I mean, I always say it's like, just test it on yourself. If you're sensitive to caffeine, you're sensitive to caffeine. There's, there, you can tell some people can drink like a pot of coffee and like they don't even, their heart rate doesn't even go up. And then other people have like half a coffee, like me, which I love the taste of coffee, but I'm just hypersensitive. And it's like, I'm wired for the day. And the half-life of caffeine, depending on how strong it is, could be six, you know, six hours. So it's in your system for 12 hours. Uh, or, or maybe a little bit longer, depending on how you metabolize caffeine. That's important because what you just said, a lot of that goes over a lot of people's heads. So I want to I want to just extract what you just said. So if somebody consumes a cup of coffee with 100 milligrams at 3 p.m. by eight hours later, 11 p.m. at night, there's about 50 milligrams of caffeine in that person's bloodstream. Is what you're saying? Yes, and that gets in the way of quality sleep. So some people say, well, I can have espresso. You know, uh, you know, I hear that all I'm the human. time. Yeah, totally. We see it here I, in Miami. I, I go yeah. to sleep, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, you might be able to do that. And that's fantastic. But it's still getting in the way. It's still blocking the adenosine and it's still not allowing your body to process that out. And so there's a, that's going to carry over. And that's the sleep debt is, is like they say, it's a debt you can't repay. Although now there are some interesting, you know, People that are saying, "Oh, sleep debt—that's that's not a real thing." There's always, you know, within the health the health world, there's always contradictions and studies that contradict each other. But yeah, caffeine in general—it's it's very important to time your caffeine, and also there's things you can do to make sure it buffers uh, better. Uh, so, like you know, putting L-theanine in the coffee, or putting even better mushrooms. I'm a huge fan of mushrooms. What type of mushrooms? Any type of mushrooms. <laughs> no, but the medicinal <laughs> mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, maki, shiitake. These are like anti-cancer, amazing, you know, just beautiful medicines of the earth that people just don't include in their in their diets. But you can just throw throw a scoop of you know reishi or chaga or cordyceps in your coffee, and it's going to help buffer out the acidity. It's going to help nourish the adrenal glands, so that the impact of the caffeine is not going to be as harsh on your body. So I I always will recommend if you're if you're somebody who loves coffee, upgrade the coffee. Put it put a little some mushrooms in there. A lot of times you can't even taste it. It's it, No, you can't. I, I do it all the time. And uh, what, something else that could help would be like uh, butter, a little bit of some butter, MCT oil. These are also buffers. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called good idea. And it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. 
It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N, at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode. So somebody like you who feels coffee right away, would that be considered a fast oxidizer or a slow oxidizer of caffeine? I think a fast. A fast, okay. And that genetic test would, would verify that. And that did, it did verify it for me. Oh, it did. Okay. Got yeah. It. So, you know, it's, I wish it wasn't the case. I mean, I love the taste <laughs> of coffee and it's, it's nice. But so now I'm more of myself, I, I'm more of a tea drinker, like a green tea, which is nice because it has L-theanine, which gives you sort of this alertness without the jitters. If you are sensitive to caffeine and L-theanine is just amazing for mental clarity. And it's, uh, it's also good for sleep. So helps the relaxation response. Yeah, it does. In in your book, every chapter, what I loved about the book, at the end of every chapter, you had some action steps, like practical, okay, here are your sleep action steps. And in a book like Matthew Walker's book, Why, um, Why We Sleep, is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a great book. And it's really deep into the weeds of the science, which might go over like the regular person's head. But your book has a, a great combination of both. It has the science, but also the practical steps. At the end of each chapter, you list, okay, here are your sleep action steps. Uh, a couple things that you mentioned in the book that I wrote down in my notes was creating a sleep, a bed buffer, excuse me, a transition from day to day to sleep. What exactly did you mean by that? Yeah, so a lot of times people take their days into their nights. So having a buffer of time between your day and your night is very important. Like you were always transitioning throughout our day from work to lunch to kids to different meetings. The most important transition of the day that I believe is the transition from your actual day to the night. And so a bed buffer is allowing that to be a smooth transition and a clear transition so that you don't take the stress of the day into the night, which is why most people can't sleep. They take their stresses and they bring them to bed. Don't bring your stress to bed. Bring something else like your beautiful wife or girlfriend, not your stress. Um, So having a buffer between your day and your night, and that can look like a lot of different things. You know, taking a walk is moving your body. Exercise is is a great buffer. Doing some, some kind of hobby, something that involves you know, low mental stimulation. So it could be, you know, playing music like guitar or drums. It could be learning something that's not going to like get you super jacked up. Not TikTok. Not TikTok. Something ideally that's away from technology. Tech is, you know, not only the blue light, but also I think even more, more harmful than the blue light is the mental stimulation that comes with technology, specifically social media, as well as Shows on Netflix, dude. I've 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 seen it myself. I've been you know TikTok is dangerous, and I've had instances, Devin, where I have been on that 
matrix of TikTok right before bed. This is not common, but it's happened before. And now I'm laying in bed and I'm just like, I'm seeing all these things like scroll before my eyes and the phone's already off uh, and it affects me. It, it takes me 30 to 45 minutes to fall asleep. So shutting off the phone, reading a book, gratitude journaling, whatever that person digs, whether it's like painting, find a little a, a bed buffer that cues to your body. Okay, we're making that transition. H- how do you feel about like watching the sunset? Would that be like a buffer that cues to your body to start uh, winding down? That would be the best buffer. If you could do a, a sunrise walk and a sunset walk, that literally would be the best possible way to start your day and to transition into your night. That's awesome. I want you to explain why, but I'm happy because I do that almost every day. So why is that, why is that the best buffer? So, well, first and foremost, the second system that controls sleep is the circadian clock and sunlight is what controls the circadian clock, that and body temperature. So starting your day, getting sun helps keep that clock synced, helps help keep that, that rhythm synced, as well as when the night starts to set, that's when the melatonin faucet gets turned on, right? So the, the vampire hormone. And that's when you, your body starts to release that from the penile gland and you start to get tired. And so having that natural you know, uh, light, start to even if you're in your house if you start to turn down you know some of the lights in your home have like a pink himalayan pink salt lamp is amazing type of lighting for the evening beyond watching actual the sunset it just cues your body like our bodies you know talking about like our ancestors that we used to wake up with the sun we used to go to sleep as the sun started to set you know and then there'd be firelight like candescent light so the more you can sort of mimic that without you don't have to get all crazy with it but if you can incorporate that into your schedule and into your day it's man it really it really helps it really helps and it's it's just it's just it relaxes the body too like being in the sun in the morning and also you know watching a sunset it does something i think chemically beyond you know the, the just there's something to that it's like a spiritual time of the day it is and every sunset, every sunrise is different. There's no identical sunrise or sunset. There's something unique about it. I love that tip. And even putting on orange uh, blue light blocking glasses at night, if you are going to watch a little bit of some TV, that could also help. Are you a fan of that? I know you're wearing some right now for the day. Yeah, I am. I mean, lately I've been watching Ted Lasso with yeah. my wife. Yeah. And that's that's been part of our, our bedtime routine a couple nights of the week. But that's not that's like an enjoyable, like feel good show. It's not like a scary movie where your heart rate is elevating. So that's something that you would approve of, right? Yeah. So so any like kind of comedy or something that's light and and just allows you to not be, you know, horror films are watching anything horror related with a lot of killing and violence, that's like diarrhea for your mind. I mean, it's, it's addictive because it's like, we're getting this hit of adrenaline and, and like, but for our sleep, it's terrible. It's really, if you can limit the exposure to like violent films and, and horror films, there's enough of that in the world. You don't, you know, what we take in through in our minds stays in our minds and the mind doesn't know the difference between what's going on and what's going on in the mind. It's so it's, that's when we you don't want to you don't want to be hyper aroused after watching all these crazy shows of people getting their heads blown up and all this. It's just it's not good. And it's everywhere. You're right. Dr. Wayne Dyer used to always say the subconscious mind is most impressionable first thing before bed and and right when you wake up in the morning. So we don't want to feed the subconscious mind 
evilness, killing, etc. But watching something funny, lighthearted, like Ted Lasso, I like that show. That would be much better. Plus, you get that oxytocin boost. Oxytocin battles, uh, combats cortisol, so it'll help you feel relaxed. That's terrific. You also mentioned, you talk about in your book, eating before bed and why that's probably not a good idea. I talk about this a lot too, Devin. Why is it a bad idea to eat before bed and how much time should you give before um, eating and going to bed? Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, our bodies don't want food right before bed. The reason is because our bodies, the energy, rather than diverting to our stomach to digest food, should be diverted other places to clean up cellular waste, just in the short sort of put it in a box. How much time? That depends. So depending on how fast of a metabolizer you are, between four and three to four hours, but it really depends, again, on how fast your metabolism is. For me, four hours I find, and it's hard to do, because it really, oftentimes I find myself, you know, working, getting caught in the day, and then having maybe dinner a little bit later, and it absolutely affects your sleep. It absolutely affects your sleep. You can feel it. Yeah, so having a, you know, going to sleep in a more fasted state, at least three to four hours, is ideal. It is challenging for busy people, I know, because challenging for me. That's like one of the things that I'm constantly working on. It's making sure that I get my food in to allow enough time for digestion to happen to then transition into sleep. But yeah, does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I agree. At least three to four hours. Of course, it depends, like you said, on the metabolism and how much they eat and what they eat. But absolutely. I mean, when you're eating all that food, like you said, Devin, you're going to divert energy away from healing, fat burning, et cetera to process that meal. It takes a lot of energy to process that meal. Plus, if you're somebody who deals with acid reflux, bloating, GERD, you eat that meal, you lie down, it's going to make it worse. But you, your body wants to be upright after that meal. So three to four hours at least, if you could bring it even farther, uh, that's going to be beneficial. I agree. You talked about REM sleep and deep sleep and how they're both important. And there's some things that you recommend in the book to optimize both REM and deep sleep. So maybe you could talk about two things you can do to optimize REM sleep and then two things you could do to optimize deep sleep. Yeah, well, one, we'll start with deep sleep, the two things. One that's actually not in the book that I'm finding really great success with is inclined sleeping. So I think I, I shared this with you offline here. Sleeping on a five to seven degree incline, a gradual incline, like you don't want to get one of those beds that kind of just puts up half your body, has been found in, in studies to increase lymphatic drainage, which is really important because the cerebral spinal fluid that flushes the beta amyloid and the plaque and all the, the toxins that build up in our brain, we want that system to be optimized. We want that system working. And it's been found that having an incline and sleeping on an incline helps that process. It also helps if you have GERD or if you have digestive issues or if your snore being on an incline can be very helpful for GERD as well as, yeah, like any kind of nasal issue or having your body in a weird position. So for deep sleep, inclined sleeping, that's that's not in the book. I don't talk about that in the book. It's new um, research by Devin. New, new research. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it's it's not so much what you do, it's what you what you don't do. And so like eating is one of the biggest things that gets in the way of deep sleep. So making sure that you don't eat, like we, we already went through that. Outside of that, you know, there's a lot of different levers from a supplementation standpoint that you can experiment with, like vitamin D. You don't want to take that right before bed. But 
So as far as the, it's it's really, I think the biggest levers is doing the not doing things like not eating too close to bed and making sure that your environment is cold and dark. And so a lot of times people have way too much clutter in their room, they're, they're too much light. It's not cold, which is really important for deep sleep. So another easy lever to pull is just turning down your AC as the sun starts to set to cool your body off because your body needs a two to three degree drop to in Fahrenheit to induce sleep. And so colder environments absolutely are a great lever to pull. And there's, you know, there's the chili pad, there's the eight mattress pod pro, there's the jet bed jet, there's all these fun devices that you can get. I think, Ben, you you have one of these devices, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I have the chili pad. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you were, I know, did you mention that you've noticed the difference in your deep sleep by having it colder? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, those are two easy, easy things. The incline with bed risers or an incline mattress pad and making the room cold and then what not to do. The big one is just not eating so close to bed or, or using alcohol. For REM sleep, this is really interesting. So there's some interesting sort of anecdotal evidence that mushrooms can help certain REM sleep. I've actually, I've noticed lion's mane has done that for me. Is that what you're yeah. referring to? Yeah, lion's mane. That's the one. If you get a really high quality lion's mane supplement, and here's the thing with supplementation. A lot of times people will try something, they're like, oh, it didn't work. But they didn't get a really good quality supplement. Like if you get a high quality, real deal supplement that's extracted, stored, processed the right way with integrity, you know, though it's a potent medicine, but lion's mane for sure. And then, you know, psilocybin is not legal, but I've, I've, I have seen that microdosing psilocybin can help induce enhanced REM sleep. Both of these before bed you're recommending or anytime during the day? Anytime during the day. Okay. What, what's the brand that you recommend for the lion's mane mushroom? I think it's, uh, so there's, there's a couple of them. The, depending on how you want to take it, Real Mushrooms, I really like the company Real Mushrooms. So shout out to Real Mushrooms. Do you know that company? No, I use the Life Cycle. I haven't heard of Real Mushrooms. Yeah, Life Cycle, they make some great tinctures. So Real Mushrooms, are they? it's a powder. And there's another company called Sun Potion. They make really high quality herbal uh, supplements. I love both of these companies. They have high integrity. They do things the right way. They process, they store, you know, it's, it's awesome when you have companies that create amazing products because the products actually work. So shout out to both of those companies for, for mushrooms. Yeah, we'll drop, we'll have Rachel put links in the podcast notes if you want to check those out. So real mushrooms, sun potion mushrooms. I haven't heard of e either of those. Sleep is one of the most powerful factors to upgrading your health. It is fundamental and foundational. Great sleep upgrades you on virtually every level, body fat, muscle mass, mood, brain function, and countless other ways. Feed your body the natural melatonin building blocks and the transformers known as cofactors so that your body naturally produces melatonin. Thanks to a brand new sleep formula developed by my friends over at Bioptimizers, you can experience the best sleep ever. I've been using this, and it's one of my favorite sleep products. After years of trial and error, they finally launched a new groundbreaking sleep formula called Sleep Breakthrough. 
Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious sleep drink that supports your natural melatonin production and relaxation without creating a dependency so you can have your best night's sleep on demand. It targets five different sleep pathways to give you the best sleep ever. You'll fall asleep in minutes. You'll stay asleep throughout the night. It helps you get the right amounts of REM sleep and deep sleep. And best of all, you'll wake up feeling rested and rejuvenated so you can go and have the best day possible. Keto campers have an exclusive opportunity to get this product. If you head over to sleepbreakthrough.com slash ketocamp, in addition to the discount they're giving you by using the promo code KETOCAMP10, you can unlock special gifts with purchase with retail values at least $20. This is a limited time offer for selected orders. So Keto Camper, head over to sleepbreakthrough.com slash ketocamp right now. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP10 at checkout and go get your sleep on. So Lion's Mane, Psilocylum, what else for supplements? Yeah, um, specifically for REM sleep, I, I want to go from supplements, I want to go to something kind of up else with for REM sleep. Actually, they found that playing music, so certain types like playing guitar or doing something that's rhythmic can help improve REM sleep. So doing, uh, there's a lot of types of sound therapy and sound healing and, and things like that that exist. But even listening to certain types of music can help your brain get into REM sleep. So this is, again, this is all things that you have to experiment with. Everybody is different. And really sleep, just like nutrition, is something you have to try on. Like try these things on and see if you're measuring it, what it does to your REM sleep. And you might, you'll, if, as long as you're continuing to try things, you'll eventually find, oh my gosh, that's the thing that worked for me. Maybe these other things didn't. Maybe these other things worked for other people. It didn't work for me. So you got to be open to experimenting. But doing things that get you, you know, creative things can help with REM sleep throughout the day. So painting, music, dancing, anything that's creative that's going to work like the creative part of the brain can help help you with your REM sleep. I love that. And uh, you also mentioned the book as we as we wind this down that dairy might actually play an issue. Cow dairy specifically might be an issue with uh, affecting your sleep quality. Why is that, Devin? Yeah, a lot of people have allergies to dairy. A lot of dairy is low quality and it creates mucus in the body and it's really important to be able to breathe. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, and so specifically you want to breathe through your nose. So mouth taping is another kind of esoteric practice that can help increase sleep quality. And if you're having dairy and you have an allergy to dairy because you're, you're eating poor quality dairy or you're lactose intolerant and don't know it, it's going to create mucus. That mucus is going to create, you know, you not being able to breathe and you know breathing is a pretty important thing so <laughs> yes, you want to make sure you avoid anything that obstructs that yeah i love that i recommend that as well now you could switch to sheep and guilt those are much much better i mouth tape every night it makes a big difference for me your book is called sleep advantage optimize your night to win your day it's available on amazon paperback and also available on audiobook via audible you have the Sleep Science Academy. Speak a little bit about the Sleep Science Academy. Who is it for and where can they go check that out? Yeah, so Sleep Science Academy, we help people that have chronic insomnia, either onset or maintenance insomnia, so trouble getting or staying asleep with a holistic approach based in science to help them restore their natural sleep cycles, even if they've tried everything. 
So this is really for people that have tried the supplements, have tried the sleep hygiene, maybe been to therapy, acupuncture, hypnosis, they've tried all that and they're still having issues with your sleep. Oftentimes we can help them with our process, which is based in a, you know, a bunch of different mind-body technologies over several weeks. We really focus on helping people that feel like they can't be helped. And oftentimes we can help people. And you can find us at sleepscienceacademy.com and Devon Burke Wellness. That's where I put a lot of content out on YouTube, just for people that are looking to optimize your sleep or just interested in sleep in general. Um, but, but yeah, we're trying to very hard be an alternative to sleeping medication and help people successfully not need to rely on anything chemical in order to do something that the body's designed to do naturally. It's a worthy cause. It's very, very needed. I mean, you personally, we shared this on the previous episode we did, but you helped my fiance, Natasia, overcome insomnia. She had insomnia for a few weeks. I tried all the tricks that I had and I decided to get an expert. And we hired Devin and you worked with her and just in a couple, I forget how long, I think it was just a couple of weeks, she was able to overcome that. So you've done great work for, for me and, and Natasia. You're doing great work for the community. So I encourage those listening, if you have insomnia or know somebody who has insomnia, go to sleepscienceacademy.com. If you just want more general health and wellness tips, go to devinburkwellness.com. You also have uh, two YouTube channels do you have or one? So now just we're condensing it to one. It's just Devin Burke Wellness. So it's, or, or, yeah, so we're just simplifying it. Is your website devinburkwellness.com or is it just Devin Burke? It's just Devin Burke. Devinburke.com. It's the YouTube that's devinburkwellness.com. So we're going to put all that down below and, and follow Devin on his social media platforms. We'll put it all in the podcast notes. Devin, you are a bright light in this world. You have a worthy cause and you're doing it. You're helping so many people who are relying on substances and things external. You're helping them become aware that it's actually internal and you're giving them the pieces to the puzzle to solve one of the biggest problems out there when it comes to health, which is lack of quality sleep. I encourage everybody listening to go follow Devin to get his book. It's a very easy read, easy listen. Buy it for your friends. Buy it for your family members, somebody you know is not getting good sleep. Devin is a wealth of information, and he's a great friend of mine and just a good human being. So, Devin, I want to thank you for coming back on the podcast and doing the tremendous work that you're doing and what you continue to do in this world. Oh, I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you so much for, for having me. And thank you so much for what you're doing in the world because the world needs what you're doing. And there can't be enough good people giving people the tools and the support and the love that they need in order to really help them transition to a healthier way of life. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Devin. He is an amazing human being. Go check out his website, Sleep Science Academy, especially if you have insomnia or you know somebody who has insomnia. Share that website with them. Go get his book, Sleep Advantage, which we'll put in the notes of this podcast. Go follow him on his YouTube, his social media. You can find all of that down below in the podcast notes. If this episode was helpful to you, I would love to, for you to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe you could copy the link of this podcast on your phone and paste it in a text message. Share it with somebody you know today. Share it on your show, social media. Let's get the word out there. Let's change lives for the better. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. 
podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.